You're listening to Something Weird. I'm Anna, and this is Brooke. Hi, everyone. Here you'll find semi-regular dialogue on all things paranormal, or even just a little bit weird. We're lifelong friends who have had an affinity for the strange since we met, and now we're here to explore these phenomena with you. Each week, one of us will dig into a paranormal tale as we ponder the question, do we want to believe? And it is my week yet again. Woohoo! Happens every... Every other week, as a matter of fact. (laughs) Well, I'm just going to dive right in. So before I... Dive right in? (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Didn't you have a teacher named Lacerda? Caserta? Caserta. Okay, never mind. That really just... um, That's kind of one of those sabre, saber moments, because I was going to riff on that whole thing this entire episode i thought his last name was lacerda so uh, never mind. no definitely not <laughs> okay well in the early 2000s the paranormal world was shaken due to the release of the lacerta files oh. <laughs> i get um, it <laughs> yeah get it sabre saber okay you might know lacerda as well not your idiot teacher, but one of 88 modern constellations, or also as the Latin word for lizard. Didn't know either, but okay. I'm here for knowledge. Thank you. So what were the Lacerda files, you ask? They were a collection of mysterious documents from Swedish researcher Ole K. Okay. Included in this collection of documents was a transcript of an interview with a being named, you guessed it, Lacerta. In this transcript, there's an enormous amount of information and just a lot. I spent the time reading through it. The information includes insights from prehistory and something called the First War, which is known by many as a period of time that basically just has a lot of questions to be answered. The world before we know it. Before anyone knows it. Before the dinosaurs How know it. How do you it. have questions about like, a world... What? That we don't... Well, there's one yeah. of them. <laughs> okay. Did it exist even? You, I mean, you hear of... Anyway, okay. There's a lot of question, a lot of information. From the interview, at least. And a lot of the information correlates to a lot of independent theories as to what potentially may have happened in these histories that are unknown to us, but may have existed. So most recently, the Lacerda files have been investigated by paranormal researcher Lon Strickler. So if you want to really dig in, just look up our old friend Lon Strickler. Noted. To give you a little background, there's a preface to the transcript where Ole K., explains that Lacerda was introduced to him through another researcher known as EF, and that their interview happened in Sweden during December 1999 on the 16th. He also made it clear that when preparing for the interview, he was skeptical. But as soon as he saw the alien, or whatever entity he met, in a small house in southern Sweden, his mind was changed. He knew he was going to uh, be... Diving into something pretty incredible. Okay. So the interview lasted for three hours, um, so full of information and details that 
actual transcript in the Lacerda files is an edited, shortened version to protect some personal points of the interviewee or Lacerda. Ole mentions that because of some of the admissions, there are areas in the transcript that may seem a bit confusing. Naturally, that makes sense. Ole K states that the 49-page transcript, along with the recording, is still in his possession, and he will only release them if he receives permission from Lacerda. The... The creature? The creature. Is it a lizard? (laughs) Lacerda! Oh, shit. (laughs) Okay, so the lizard has to okay the release of any information. Yeah, which also, anytime someone says that when they're like, I've got it, but I'll only release it, I'm surprised he's still around. Like, he hasn't been tortured or robbed or wasn't that a similar situation with the dolce papers too or am i thinking of something else it was like i'm gonna hold on to this information until or like i won't release it until he dies or something like that i don't know the author of the dolce papers said that if he does die the information was going to be released it was never really supposed to be widely released Mm -hmm. But he had sent it to five people. Okay. So, and and said that if I die, they will okay. all let I it guess go. That's very different. So never mind. Yeah, kind of. You know, just having a plan. In 1996, Dr. Joe Lewis shared an in-depth review in Fate magazine in an article titled "The Reptilians: Humanity's Historical Link to the Serpent Race." Lewis wrote. Did humans evolve from reptiles? As long as humanity has kept records of its existence, legends of a serpent race have persisted. These myths tell of a mysterious race of superhuman reptilian beings who descended from the heavens to participate in creating humankind and to teach the sciences, impart forbidden knowledge, impose social order, breed with us, and watch over our development. I mean, um, you've heard, though, of, of, like, reptilians and that there's this whole conspiracy theory around them. No. Yes? No? Okay. <laughs> well. That they're banging humans? They're, what? Well, no, that they, like, are the new world order, basically. What? Or not new world order, because that's a whole other thing. But that they basically are tied to the Illuminati or government Okay. No, okay. No. There is a large, large population of believers. I guess I'll have to look into that at a later date. (laughs) Please do. Uh, I'm not going to name names. There are people that I know, like, firsthand who believe this, which, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to be judgmental because... Wait, will you tell me off the record? Twelve seconds later. What? One other historical point to note is the case of Sir Peter Horsley, the high-ranking British militant who claimed in the book Sounds from the Other Room that he spoke with an alien entity named Mr. Janus. Mr. Janus did not disclose anything about being a reptilian, but many of the details shared by the entities are similar. I love that its name is Mr. Janus. (laughs) I kind of saw it at first, though, because it's spelled, like, anus with a yeah. J. And I thought it was just 
like Mr. Anus for a second. I don't know. Mr. Just... Janus. <laughs> Let's just call him that instead. Okay. Well, I mean, that's pretty much all the only time oh. he shows up. So from well, here on God out, God bless though. you, Janus. <laughs> As anyone does when they start an interview with an alien, Ole asked, who are you and what are you? And she responded that she was a female reptilian being from a, quote, very old reptilian race and who was, quote, not human and no real mammal despite mammal-like body features, which were due to evolution. Lacerda also explained that Earth had been her home, their home, for millions of years and that many of the ancient human tribes would worship them as gods. The Egyptians and the Incas knew of their presence and even Christianity had quote, misunderstood reptilians' role in human history, referencing the, quote, evil serpent in the book of Genesis. Is that the white salamander? Uh, oh. no. It's the snake who no, told no, 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 no. I know. Fruit. I know who that guy is. I mean, are these guys the white salamander? <laughs> I'm not that fucking stupid. <laughs> well, jeez, I mean, come on. I went to Catholic school for a while. Yeah, I was actually really surprised that you <laughs> would bring up the white salamander in front of, you know, Satan, but whatever. No, I mean, what if he was, like, one of them? I didn't ever think of that, actually. See, it all ties yes. together. Janice. Janice. It's all because of you. Oh. Some of the fringiest researchers claim that history has been altered purposefully. By whom? Maybe another extraterrestrial race? Seems. <sighs> Already, we're here saying that maybe it wasn't just the reptilians, but potentially another race. Um, but, you know, okay. open mind. Why so, wouldn't it be like the government that's trying to rewrite history or like cover up something? Well, if you think about it, though, like, what if they are the government? Whoa. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. What if all of our government were just these, like, lizard people? Maybe it is all the Illuminati. Fuck, I'm son. Kind of, you think Lady Gaga where, got to where she is because of... Well, no. She's got actually a great voice. You think Britney <laughs> Spears got to where she is because of her great voice? Wow. Now I'm imagining all powerful leaders as the guy from um, uh, The Shape of Water. We come full circle yet again. Always talking about that guy. Uh, still haven't seen him. Or it. I mean, that movie. <laughs> yeah. Also, I weirdly think of not um, not really anything except for a, a velociraptor. <laughs> so, like, I think of him in, like, a suit. <laughs> Everybody, like, behind Fancy closed doors. Everybody's just screaming at <laughs> each other. Just, <laughs> just slit eyes. But, I mean, okay, let me, let me just say, once you open this search in your engine, you will find so much. Get into Reddit, 
look for reptilians and you're going to say goodbye to the next three I'm months excited. of your life. I got Christmas break coming up, so I'm ready. You want to come over? Yes. What will we be doing? Reading about <laughs> reptilians. Lacerda's claim, though, is that humans are really the result of extraterrestrial genetic engineering. Makes sense. Specifically, genetic engineering done by a race of aliens who rapidly sped up the evolutionary human process, which kind of makes sense if you think about it, because you're like, how did humans evolve so quickly? If you're looking at kind of like the... If you're looking at the scientific evolution... Um, timeline. Okay. If the the world has only been around for X amount of years, and for a really long time it was dinosaurs and, you know, plankton and, and whatever, like, to get to where we are now in that span seems very yeah. fast. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like there's a lot of unanswered questions there. Um. So you think of, like, the missing link. Well, what if the missing link was actually just, like, the pandering of our evolutionary process How as would a there whole? not be any evidence of that? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe there is, though, and it's been... I mean, I guess if we're saying that they are this, like, truly powerful thing. Well, also, how much do we not know already about the world yeah, we that's live in? True. As a yeah. whole, like, it probably wouldn't be that difficult to to keep a crap ton from us, but... That's true. So, Lacerda continued that although reptilians do have some colonies in the solar system, they are, quote, native Terrans who originated on Earth, adding that Earth is, quote, not yours, it was Ooh. never yours. A bitch. Sassy. So, after answering what she was, Lacerda began to describe who she was. Her name, Lacerda, was only used when they were, quote, among humans and talking to them. Among her own, her name sounded similar to... Okay. What's that? Nagini? Parcel time. Yeah, that that was was pretty pretty good. good. Specifically with a strong pronunciation of the sh and k sounds. So I could probably use a little bit more work. Yeah, you could refine it a little bit more. (laughs) Okay, well. Each reptilian have their own name, unlike any others, and only have one given to them when they become adults. And each name is so specific. That's probably why there are like a billion characters in her name. So... David Ick, who is a researcher in the paranormal, believes that the reptilian language would be along these lines anyway, so geared around sound and pronunciation rather than spelling or like a alphabet. Not only are their ways of speaking different, the way they measure time is as also. Um, they said that because they live subterraneously, they measure time against the periodically returning cycles in the Earth's magnetic field leaving Lacerda to be 57,663 cycles old, the equivalent of 28 years old, and a curious student of the social behavior of your species. Uh, Okay. Because she was studying abroad and just a free Mm -hmm. thinker, 
she decided to reveal herself to EF and then to Ole. She hoped to shed light on the misinformation of the, quote, crazies and liars claiming to know the truth of her race. So when you've got a reptilian calling you a crazy and a liar, <laughs> like you've done something yeah. wrong. You have to, you have to backtrack and, and realize you have made a mistake somewhere in your thinking. That's just, I mean, she sounds like a strong, independent woman, honestly. I know. She's like yeah, Lizzo. She's just like, fuck you and your bullshit. I'm not going to deal with this anymore. Here's what you need to know. Here's what you need to know. Get it right. I like her. Continuing their conversation, Ole asked Lacerda about the many UFO sightings that have been witnessed on Earth. He asked, were they just vehicles from Earth? Lacerda admitted that, no, not all of them. Some of them belonged to reptilians, but the majority of them weren't theirs. She continued that, quote, some UFOs are real crafts belonging either to your own species, especially to your military, or to other alien species, sometimes us, referencing reptilians. She described reptilian vehicles as metalish, bright gray, cigar-shaped cylindrical crafts that made a humming sound and usually have five red lights along the side, which actually corresponds to many sightings that have been noted. I can't give you specific names, but if you want me to, I will do some research It sounds like a big flying metal wiener. Am I wrong? All I had to say was that it was cigar-shaped and cylindrical, and you go to Wiener. Wiener. Um, What about the deep humming sound and five red lights along the side? Wiener. Yeah? What are those? I don't know. That's concerning. That's not normal? Is it? (laughs) Okay. I'll just leave that one um, there. There's a big metal wiener yeah. in the sky. <laughs> what if you what if you were um, you know, like a newscaster was interviewing you, you know, you were outside at some sighting and they were like, "So, describe the the UFO that you saw this evening at approximately 5:47 p.m." I'm like, "Well, you know what? It looked like a big wiener." Yeah. I would pay to see that. Well, it was a big metal wiener. Had five lights along the side. As they do. A small number of reptilian fleets are disc-shaped. These usually belong to other alien species. Much of the time, though, reptilian crafts are hidden with cloaking devices, so any sightings are usually due to defective crafts or pilot error. She also noted that if humans hope to see reptilian crafts, they're most likely to be seen in the Arctic, Antarctic, and Inner Asia, especially over the mountains, and that many sightings will come down to natural phenomena like plasma flares. Okay. So if you're uh, in Inner Asia, or like less than 1% listeners in Asia, look for those plasma flares. Look for those big flying wieners. Look for the red lights. So that's a lot to take in. Um, yeah. But we'll continue. Uh, we'll learn a little bit more about Lacerda herself. 
she says that the sun's heat feels intensely pleasurable to them due to their lower body temperature, and while they have artificial sun areas to promote general health and well-being, real sunlight allows their bodies to function more sharply. Oh, that's nice. I mean, it kind of yeah. makes sense. I mean, it's like... I've got my fake lamp, yeah, my fake light lamp. It makes sense. Yeah. Okay, asks in the transcript, as you have not allowed me to take photos, what would be very useful to prove your real existence and the truth of this story? Can you describe yourself detailed? Lacerda answered, probably annoyed with this douchebag because she's like, can you not take photos of me? She says, I know that it would be helpful to prove the authenticity of this interview if you can take some photos from me. Otherwise, you humans are very skeptic that's good for us and for the real alien species acting secretly on this planet. So even if you had such photos, many of your kind would say that they are fraud, that I'm just a masked human woman or something like that. That would be very offensive for me. I respect that. Yeah. She does, though, go in to describe herself. She says, The external reproduction organs are for both sexes smaller than those of humans, but they are visible, and they have the same function as yours. Or in parentheses, another gift of evolution to our species. Is it, though? Do you get what she's putting down? The wieners are smaller. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, they didn't have them before. They're visible. Like, what were they not visible before? And they have the same function. Oh, so she's saying that is a gift. I thought I thought she was yeah. saying that they're smaller than humans was a gift. I was like, okay. Whatever floats your boat, girl. You do you, sister. That's what you like. Yeah, I totally misunderstood that. I can see how, how yeah. you might do that. She continues, My skin is mainly of a green-beige color, more pale green, and we have some patterns of brown irregular dots, each dot of the size of one to two centimeters on our skin, and in our face, the patterns are different for both sexes, but females have more, especially in the lower body and in the face. You can see them in my case as two lines over the eyebrows crossing my forehead, at my cheek, and at my chin. My eyes are a little bit larger than human eyes. For this reason, we can see better in the darkness and usually dominated from the large black pupils, which are surrounded from a small, bright green iris. Males have a dark green iris. The pupil is slit and can change its size from a small black line to a wide open egg-shaped oval because our retina is very light sensitive and the pupil must compare this. Okay. Specific. Yeah, it goes on. There's like there's a ton more about their ears and nostrils and things, but you know, if you're really curious, you can dive in. They don't have hair and they eat flesh, Ew. fruit, vegetables, and special kinds of fungus from subterranean farms and other things. She says that they can eat and digest substances which are poisonous from us. The main difference between us humans and reptilians is that they have to eat flesh because their body needs the protein okay i mean i guess we eat flesh too oh yeah we eat that. like yeah. i love flesh does does it specify what type of flesh no she does say though many of us eat raw flesh mm-hmm. or other things that would be disgusting for okay. you she personally though prefers cooked flesh and surface fruits 
like apples and oranges. I feel that. Yeah, she's just like your all-American Kryptonian. <laughs> she's not ordering sashimi on a Friday yeah. night out. Gross. I told you about... You like sushi. Yeah, but not... I don't like sashimi or whatever. Um, wait, that's like the little slabs of fish, right? Yeah, I don't like mm-hmm. those because I, I choked on one. <laughs> it was super sketchy. Have, I haven't told you this story. You have. I've probably just... I, I, it's like it's coming back to me now. I just forgot yeah, it about it. Yeah, it's traumatizing, so I don't eat that shit anymore. Just sliding on down your throat. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Lacerda also says that because clothing is so uncomfortable to reptilians, they only wear them when in human form. She said that with others near to our own name, they didn't wear clothing. This phrasing may seem either insignificant or just sound weird, but it particularly struck Ol' K, who notes that the closest match to this notion of near to our own name would be family. Okay. All right, Dole, you're looking into this. So this is where our timeline goes willy-nilly. Looking forward at the reptilian family Looking further at the reptilian family tree, it's noted that, quote, the first species, the humanoids, arrived on Earth around 150 years before reptilians did. By the time reptilians did arrive, humanoids had established several colonies in modern-day Antarctica and Asia. Once the reptilians arrived, the Great War began. Oh, okay. It's a big old war. So Lacerda said it started over Earth's resources, particularly copper, which has great value when used to allow interdimensional travel and craft enormous bombs. The humanoids had mastered copper first, creating the bomb that hit what we know as Middle America, and this bomb is what killed all life, including dinosaurs, not a meteor, and led to a nuclear winter that lasted for over 200 years. No meteor. That'd be a pretty big meteor, too. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I mean, it makes sense. So, while there are researchers who do believe there have been advanced civilizations beyond our knowledge, most believe they existed somewhere between 12,000 to 15,000 years ago, and the furthest reaching go back to 25,000 years. So, millions of years? That's just wild. The question remains, though, and can be supported by ideas like those from Michael Cremo and Richard Thompson's book, Forbidden Archaeology, which highlights ancient artifacts from around the world that just don't make any sense for human civilization, and that, when tested, date back millions of years. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, you see, like, one of those things once in a while, and they're like, this doesn't make sense. What are all these uh, creatures doing bowing down to a big creature and yeah just like zero historical context yeah okay i feel like they're putting a lot of puzzle pieces together i'm intrigued the jigsaw of the century so lacerda source is the main source of her knowledge comes from a crystal that her ancestors discovered around sixteen thousand years ago in current north america 
The crystal contained historic information made and recorded by the first war survivors, and this crystal taught Lacerda's ancestors of the first living entities on Earth. But not everything. Even while human scientists possess skeletal proof of Lacerda's reptilian ancestors, they've been mislabeled or dismissed, even saying that some dinosaur reconstructions are, quote, totally wrong, and that, quote, many bones that didn't belong together have been combined. So Lacerda also claims that one successful reconstruction was almost made in the second half of the 20th century, but that work was shut down, covered up, and funding was removed. By who? The reptilians running the government? Fuck. Okay. One of the last ideas that comes up in the interview is that of a hollow earth. Lacerda says the earth isn't literally hollow. Instead, there's a vast and extensive network of caves throughout the planet. Systems away from the surface of the earth and deep under between 2,000 and 8,000 meters. And these caves are connected by a vast system of tunnels which connect continents deep under the surface. So, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that either. That's just silly. They had me, and then they lost me. So, but you will find that some people point to this cave and tunnel system theory to the missing 411. And if you're unfamiliar, these are individuals who have gone missing in a national park area or large reserve of public land under exceptionally odd circumstances surrounding the disappearance and where mental illness or voluntary disappearance does not appear to be the cause. So who does this sound like? Kubaki. They're saying these people are just like falling into these tunnels? Even more than that, people who have disappeared, a number of people say that they report a strange creature with glowing red eyes taking and returning them from where they came from. Ew. No other memory than that. Okay. That could be a, a tie-in. Who knows? Yeah. Before we end, I'll add that there was a follow-up interview with Lacerda in 2000 where she relates thoughts about the human reactions given to her first interview and touches on the philosophies around good and evil before diving into high-energy physics, theories of the holographic universe, the alien agenda, and reverse-engineering UFOs, among other things. It's like a reunion episode. How did they have a reunion with her? Well, okay, knew who it was. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I guess they just, like, text each other. Yeah, ring her up. Yeah. Lacerda! <laughs> It's been wow. three cycles since I've seen you last. You look green. So Olkay mentions that even though he kept his information and source entirely anonymous, he began to notice strange occurrences and being followed. He noticed a clicking sound on his phone several hours after it had been out of service for some time. Okay. Important data also disappeared off his hard drive overnight, which... Luckily, they were stored on floppy disks. Remember floppy nice. disks? Gotta love a floppy disk. Trusty. Why were they called floppy disks? Because I think the film, it was, a dis- it was a film disk inside of the plastic, right? So. That actually <laughs> stored the data? Sure, but floppy? Because it was flimsy. Yeah, but why wouldn't you go? I don't know. It just seems like a really... I don't know. 
Hold on. Now I need to look you this up. You want this saggy disc? <laughs> you want this limp disc? <laughs> Ole K was probably being visited by men in black. The Gubs. Or the reptilians. Who knows? Ooh. We've all been there, but we've never been there. So, just a few last little nuggets for you. According to The Atlantic, 12 million Americans believe our government is run by the lizard elite. What the Including fuck? Queen Elizabeth, George W. Bush, Henry Kissinger, Bob Hope, and, of course, the Clintons. No, they don't. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Are you saying that those individuals believe or that people who believe think that those people are lizards? <laughs> they believe that those people are lizards. Okay, I was going to say, Queen Elizabeth does not fucking think that the U.S. government is run by lizards. <laughs> I am putting my foot down. That is bullshit. <laughs> No, no, those individuals are among the lizard elite. Okay, that makes sense. And now I'm definitely recalling this whole, the Clintons are, are lizards. Yes, I mean, there was yeah. a whole thing. Yeah, there you go. That's okay. just a little intro lesson on reptilians, our government, Lacerda, and female empowerment. <laughs> I love it. I feel like I'm really uninformed and unaware of like how deep, like deep seated this whole reptilian thing is. Clearly, I w was not aware. I was aware, but not, not of how deeply seated it is. And yeah. I, I mean, how widely believed it is. 12 million Americans? That's alarming. But you think, so, you know, in us, all of those underground tunnels. Uh-huh. What are those for? For the fucking reptilians. Turns out. That's crazy. I, I just want to know more. I think I'm going to, like, deep dive into the Reddit threads and see what's going on out there. Cause Seriously do, because I have only just scratched the surface. I want to learn more, and I'd like you to yeah. teach me. Yeah, we should have this being like a a recurring theme. Well, the thing is, you do start, there are a lot of ways you could start tying in, like, you know, Area 51, the Dolce yeah. Papers, so many different things. That well, and she, she was talking about, like, the reverse engineering of UFOs, which we've heard multiple people talk about that happening. So it's, yeah. There were a lot of a lot of puzzle pieces coming together in this. So I'm kind of into it. I mean, I I enjoy regardless that a lot of I's were dotted and T's were crossed ish. If you think like it just it correlates well with right. other things you hear and yeah. things that you hear from actual historians and actual scientists and mm -hmm. actual reptilians. <laughs> And Bob Lazar. Bob. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the ultimate source of knowledge and truth. I don't know. Lacerda is up there with him. I know. She's great. And I'm glad that she's a lady, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, a so lot of our main 
features are. I mean, the Gimlin film, Patterson Gimlin yeah. footage. Oh yeah, Lady Sasquatch. Yeah, Lacerda. That's Meth. only two. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> two of twenty-seven episodes. Can't win them all. Whatever we're at. <laughs> but yes, we have featured some strong female leads. That's for sure. Nina. Oh, yes, she was a part of a story. Uh, the ladies who were killed by the guy in Tacoma. Yes. Oh, the first woman that started the dancing plague. Maybe the Loveland Frog woman was oh, just yeah. not blessed in the chest, <laughs> but had the booty. I don't know. Oh, the booty. Yeah, maybe we should work on that a little. I talk a lot about men in mine. It's a man's world. Damn it. Or is Damn it? it? Is it a reptilian's world? <laughs> Honestly, I'm kind of into it. I don't I don't know if I can give you like a an actual yes that I believe it, but I am very intrigued and want to know more. Totally fair. I mean, that was a lot to unpack, particularly if you've never heard of this theory before. (laughs) So I'm going to let you just kind of rest with that. And just coming in blind to this, feeling like an idiot. But yeah, I'm not going to say no. That's for sure. That's a, I mean, that's a big commitment, not saying no to that. Yeah. Hats off. I'm usually a pretty hard no, so. What about you? Oh, gosh. I I mean, it's so difficult to (laughs) even begin to discuss my feelings about this. I would, like, I like that it, it answers questions and that it ties in different questions that you have about historical data or you know I I don't know it just it's out there so I have no answer for you right now I just want to keep this um, conversation open and the learning rolling all right fair enough I I want to give you an answer because then we have the secrets of the universe but well, give me a few weeks and perhaps we'll revisit this and then you can give us an actual answer. Okay. I'm excited. If you hear any clicking on your phone, it's probably because you have T-Mobile and it sucks. But if you notice <laughs> anyone standing outside your house in a van... All right, well, you have our kind of thoughts. I mean, you have some new information Maybe, probably, uh, but we want to know, where are you after this episode? Tell us. We want to know. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at, at Something Weird Podcast. Send us a message. Send it as a voice note. I don't care. Can you do that on Instagram? No, but you can do that on Anchor. All right. There you go. Um, and if you have... Any stories of your own, maybe you've had a run-in with a reptilian or you know something that we don't know, um, or you got something completely unrelated. We want to hear those too. 
and every little weird detail, share with us because we enjoy reading through those and sharing them from time to time. And if you enjoyed any bit or all of our podcasts, please let us know with a big old five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It's insanely oversaturated, and we know no one will probably ever find us, but hey, it can make a difference, and we want the truth out there. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you, Anna, for opening up my world to this new rabbit hole that I'm sure I will be going down and not working while I'm at work. So that's exciting. Uh, (laughs) Anything I can do to help the school system. Yes, that's really helping the children. We appreciate you guys coming back each week to listen. And if you're joining us for the first time, we're glad you're here. So until next week, stay weirdy. (laughs) You just nod.